Derek, do you feel like me tweeting out, and I didn't tag him, do you feel like me tweeting out that Bramer was a little bit presumptive in his, hey, the you know if, if the wild card matchup in two weeks, Twins and Yankees, I felt like it was a little presumptive a few times, and I tweeted about it. I didn't mean to start, I didn't mean to get blocked by him or start, I didn't mean to ruffle his feathers. I was just observing something. Mm-hmm. I've never had a problem with him. Do, so, does, does he, do I owe him an apology, I guess, is the question. Well, I mean, I don't know how you'd deliver it now. Maybe I, I'd have to find him in person. You'd need I a guess. surrogate. Yeah. I think, <laughs> in general, Phil, and this is, I don't know if we've even talked about this, but in general, subtweeting where you tweet about somebody without tagging them, is kind of bush league. I'm not a big fan of subtweets. I know everybody does but it. But don't you then? But if, if that's bush league, wouldn't you have to be searching your name on Twitter or the internet to or just find maybe the you have a list in <laughs> tweet deck? But okay, so my, the first thing is that it's it is a little bush league to okay. to tweet something, especially if it's negative. In your case, I don't think it was negative because I guess the second part of what I was going to say is that. If you follow at Phil Mackey on Twitter, you know it's just like, well, either like WWE gifs or like quick hot takes or making fun of Judd or just like trying to sprinkle in some humor into sports. And I felt like that's what you were doing, that it's kind of like... It was more referring to a potential jinx that I don't even believe that's in. That's exactly so right. And, and it wasn't meant to be The collective, the room of Twins fans is yeah. sort of tensing up, wondering like, oh, is this going to happen now? They've played a couple of bad games in a row and they're, yeah. uh-oh. And we, I think you were speaking to can that. Can we talk about the fact, though, that a guy who is broadcasting a big league game is actually somehow searching Twitter to find oh, out... Oh, I'm sure somebody told to him ...to find it. his name? Oh, I... I I bet you it wasn't him. I mean, can you imagine being that sensitive? Yes. Can you imagine I a can. play? Can you imagine <laughs> a play by? Can you imagine <laughs> another play by play in this a guy in this town being that sensitive? I Derek can't searches his name every morning three times <laughs> list before breakfast. Set up. No, I, don't I, know, <laughs> I don't know how to search my name. I have an assistant set up. Just sends me all the bad stuff. <laughs> I honestly, God, don't know. How There's to a search South Park my name. episode about that where they actually just pay somebody to filter out all the negativity on the internet and just deliver you the good report. Hey, loved five thoughts yesterday. Really creative work. <laughs> and then not send me the stuff that's probably actually really being set up I think there. there was that there was some report and I don't know if it was hashtag fake news or not that there was in all of the 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 Donald Trump like early media firestorm that there was one report I remember that he had some assistant print out the top 10 like nicest stories or something oh, really? about him like every day to wake up to which I wish someone could do that for all of us you wake up in the morning and <laughs> someone just like hands you a printout hey, of the 10 things. nicest things that people what, say about you what fun would that be and actually, I don't like it when people hate me it's more fun that idea scares me because what if they hand in like 6 one day they're like yeah <laughs> there, there wasn't I'm 10 sorry, I couldn't find 10 and I called your mom and there's nothing I'm just yeah. I'm sorry guys Here, here's my twins related question as it uh, doesn't pertain to petty blocking and, uh, and dumb comments by me me on Twitter. We're getting down to the to the last week and a half here, and ordinarily I would never label in a in a season of 162 games, I would never label must win until you absolutely get to that point. But getting swept by the Yankees would not be helpful if if the Angels decide to start winning some games here. If and you still have Cleveland on the horizon, there's some importance I think to to today's game. I don't think it's a must win game, but I think you have to take a game against the Yankees get back on track, and then decimate the Tigers in the seven games you have left against them, you got to get to like 84, 85 wins. And so you you only have 11 games for which to do that. So today's game has some importance. I think that there's importance. Um, 
but I don't think that, I mean, I, I think we're just going to tend to overlook any single one game. What, what I've been doing the last week or so here, Phil, is I'm watching the Angels schedule like just as closely as I'm watching the Twins. In fact, I'm going to pull it up for you here because I think it's important to remember that, yeah, getting to 85 wins is like a nice number that we're all talking about. But it's if the Angels don't win again, like they've got Cleveland today. Let's see who they got coming up. Uh, Houston. Astros. Yeah, they've got four with the White Sox and, and three with the Mariners. But like that schedule is probably harder in general and you're going oh, up against yeah, definitely you're going up against one of the best pitchers in baseball today in Luis Severino that's, that's why that schedule's not a lot harder though no 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 if no. you if you if, but if Yankees, you're a game and a half ahead if Yankees Cleveland and Astros all cancel out and now it's White Sox Mariners and Tigers for the Twins the only real advantage the Twins have are like the extra 3 games against the Tigers while while the Angels play an out-of-the-playoffs at that sure. point Mariners team. Sure. So now you're talking like maybe an advantage of three easier games. Three easier games, and you've got and a game a, or two in hand, a, right? A game and a half yeah. uh, that you're leading right now. So I think that that can't be forgotten. What I think is interesting is not that any one game needs to be won, but if you lose this game, how do you start feeling about yourself? You're in the Twins clubhouse, and you've overcome all these odds all year, such to the point that... After was it the Astros blew you out at home and everyone's writing you off? May yeah. And and that time you overcame it so that every time thereafter that we in the media wrote you off, you can just kind of laugh it off. You can be like, well, classic. You guys wrote us off after the Astros. So nothing else that the media says the rest of the way matters. Now I wonder inside that clubhouse, do you start looking left and looking right if you get swept in New York like? Are are we not as good as we maybe thought we were? I don't know that that happens. I'm just curious to see how the psyche gets tested. I do think it's advantage twins that they get to see Severino here once before a potential wild card game. I think if you're going in cold against, like I say, one of the best pitchers in the American League this year, that's a tough draw for the twins, even though they do have a good offense. If you go Severino into that bullpen, it's really hard to win one game. So I'm curious to see how they do against him today. Mm-hmm. And then I'm curious to see, are they going to get a rematch? I I think if they get swept, it, it hurts certainly. But I don't think the mentality changes. Because, Derek, we've seen this team how many times now uh, lose a series like this. And you're like, okay, that's it probably. And the thing with this team is, this team, for the most part, is not going to beat better teams. But the American League is filled with teams that aren't. So it's not going to surprise me one bit. If this team gets swept today, heck, they might get swept by Cleveland. But if they beat Detroit, six games. Yeah. I mean, that that's possible. that's this team. And they're wired. They, this team isn't wired in, in the traditional sense because every time previously that, that we've said, okay, that's a wake-up call and now they're dead, they haven't been dead. So right. so I think getting swept to them is going to be like, okay, here's we'll yeah. get swept. Here's something that's interesting. So I'll see. Let's see. If they lose, do they shake it off? They might win today. Mm-hmm. This might be all for naught. I think... There were people on Twitter yesterday. I saw that uh, the Yankees were moving Severino up to face him. They're they're pushing back Masahiro Tanaka, and Severino's going to pitch today. And you think, oh, that's a tougher pitching matchup. And so there were some Twins fans that were kind of upset yesterday that Severino is getting moved up. I think it's a good thing for the Twins. Not only do you get to see him, but did you guys read Joe Girardi's comments on why they made the move? The why yeah. the Yankees are shuffling the rotation up so that uh, no, I did not see. That. So Severino Girardi basically said, "Hey, 
you guys are talking about lining up for the wild card game. Girardi said, nothing's given. We haven't clinched anything, guys. Now, they do have something like a five or a six game. I think it's a six game lead on the Twins. But they're only trailing the Red Sox in the division by three games. And Girardi says, it's not over. We can see a three game lead be made up in a week. So they're moving Severino with the possibility that they could start him three more times instead of two for the rest of the season. And if they do that, Phil, his last start would be September 30th, meaning he's wiped out unavailable for the wild card game. I think the Yankees' pursuit of the Red Sox, maybe it's misguided, but good for them for giving it a shot. I think it's a good thing for the Twins because it means they're going to throw all their pitching at the wall to try to get the American League East. And if they fall short, they're in the wild card game. No big deal. But... Now you don't get your ace for that game advantage, Twins. You know, I'll, I'll say this. I, if if you can avoid Chris Sale, obviously, I'd much rather face the Red Sox if I'm the Twins than the Yankees. I think I might, too. The, 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 the bullpen is a big thing yes, for me. Yes, I mean, obviously, Craig Kimbrell is one of the most untouchably great relievers in base. Craig Kimbrell, if you're ranking every bullpen member of the Red Sox and the Yankees, Craig Kimbrell is the best, and if you're ranking all the starting pitchers, Chris Sale is the best. Mm-hmm. But once you get past Craig Kimbrell, that Red Sox bullpen, I think is a little easier to get runners on base against and a little easier to make contact off of. And if you face a non-Chris Sale starting pitcher, Rick Porcello's not going to intimidate you. And he's, I mean, he's, he's not going to shove it down your throat. He might nickel and dime you and, and paper cut you to death. But Drew Pomerantz, Eduardo Rodriguez, I believe Doug Fister is still in that rotation. So David Price is in their bullpen. Mm-hmm. And the Yankees lineup, I think, is uh, comparable, if not better. I could see why you'd make, like, why the Red Sox might be a better uh, regular season team. I, it, they've been good all year for the most part. They've had Chris Sale at the top of the rotation. The Yankees, by the way, have a far better run differential, I'm seeing, too, than the Red Sox, which is interesting. Record, I'm talking about. You remember the, how the Yankees were sort of in the, in the, what's the polite term, in the outhouse earlier in the season, and they were still scoring a bunch of runs, and everyone was like, oh, weird, the Yankees, are they going to have to be selling? Nope. Uh, Here come back the Yankees uh, storming back in the second half, but why I think they're a more dangerous postseason team, and this is for a division series, so it doesn't matter. You're talking one game. That's the problem, is if the Red Sox are the wild card, oh, you're probably getting Chris Sale, and you're probably getting Craig Kimbrell. Good luck. Uh, But Kimbrell and Chapman sort of wipe each other out, and then Severino and Sale sort of comparable. I mean, I'd rather have Sale, but like they're pretty close in terms of their performance this year. If you're talking like a seven-game series, I would not want to face the Yankees. If I'm looking forward to this thing, not just the Twins, look at that bullpen that they run out there. I I don't know how you'd feel confident going in without a lead after five innings. They can basically shut her down at the back end of the bullpen. And and just to, I I guess there's almost no way you would avoid Chris Sale because the Red Sox are in the postseason, whether they're playing in the coin flip game or they're lining up for an ALDS, they're going to get Chris Sale ready to pitch in that next game after the regular season, I would think, if they're smart, like sure. just to be ready for it. Right. It's a it's a steep climb. That series thing doesn't really matter for the Twins. If you win the wild card game, I think you'd be playing the Indians, most likely, if I, if I don't have that wrong. Um, but in the American League, you go to the team with the best record. And right now, that's Cleveland. So you, you're probably more worried about that matchup, but we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. Zen, Zen Twins Judd, it's all gravy. So what's going to happen? It's all gravy. It doesn't matter what happens. It's all great experience. <laughs> so it's actually, you know what? Let's come back. I want to talk about that okay. because I almost feel like uh, let's examine expectations right now at this very minute before the Twins play the Yankees and then go through the rest of the week and a half. 
Mackie and Judd. And Luther Brookdale Toyota has not only been one of the main uh, sponsors and friends of 1500 ESPN and the Mackie and Judd Show, but also it helps power the Touch Em All podcast, which you can find on our website, 1500ESPN.com. So thank you to Luther Brookdale Toyota and the longtime partnership with 1500 ESPN and uh, all of our content that we put out. And we appreciate not only that, but also just 30-plus years of them helping my family and helping many people in my family get into new vehicles, trade-ins, uh, leases, whatever it may be, and bailing us out of various jams when cars need maintenance or service. Find out for yourself what I've been talking about and bragging about for years on 1500 ESPN, Luther Brookdale Toyota, 694 on Brooklyn Boulevard. And I would recommend also going by the website, uh, LutherBrookdaleToyota.com, so you can find out more about the 2018 model Toyotas with huge, huge upgrades. Mackie and Judd. Here's what you may have missed on a recent Purple podcast. What's Ben going to do? He's been in the league for a 1,000 years. I know what he's going to do. He's going to go to the line of scrimmage, have no intention of running a play, and he's going to try and draw maybe a young, dumb defensive lineman to jump. Brian Robinson, who's about my age, <laughs> bit on it. I mean, I, honest to God, that to me, Collar, set the tempo for what we saw today. This was a winnable football game. Mm-hmm. This Pittsburgh team did not look fantastic. They did not look great. I mean, they are certainly an improvement on the Saints, but I could put together a house league team with my dog right now and be more competitive than the Saints. And the Pittsburgh Steelers gave you every chance to stay in this game and keep it close, and you made stupid mistakes. I just came away from this game saying that if you don't put this on coaching, you never will. And it's not all Zimmer's fault, and it's not all the coaching staff's fault, but there were definite red flags here from a team that ended last year with sort of potential mutiny. And then we had a lot of, you know, come to Jesus discussions about how can we get things on the right page. This team today, to me, did not seem to be on the right page when it came to being smart. In fact, they weren't even close. You can find the Purple Podcast on iTunes, Podcast One, or 1500ESPN.com's podcast page. So here is a question for you guys. Derek Wetmore hanging out with us. He covers the Twins for 1500ESPN.com. We have a brand new Touch Em All podcast up yesterday in which we spent a half hour discussing all of the different information and our thoughts on Doug Mankiewicz's firing. And you can find that not only on our iTunes and various podcast feeds, wherever you find podcasts, you can find Touch Em All. But we also rolled on Facebook Live so you can see our ugly radio faces on Facebook.com. Slash fifteen hundred ESPN. <laughs> Anybody catch the number of that bus? <laughs> Take a hard pass <laughs> on that last part. <laughs> what our ugly radio Five, faces? Yeah. Our yes, that's fine. I'm just kidding. Are you saying that uh, you have a, a handsome I'm, chiseled? I'm, I'm TV saying face. Check out my cheekbones, bro. Yep. I'm saying if you're gonna call us ugly, yeah, it's just it's different than wow. calling. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I'm just saying. Oh, you stopped him for that. Derek huh? Wetmore, narcissist. That's Throw fine. Him. Yeah, there's a mirror in the hallway. <laughs> if you want to. <laughs> Do the yeah. rest of the segment. All right. Um, I was I was uh, swapping some texts with our buddy Chris Long from uh, from Channel Five last night, and he brought up an interesting point that have we gotten to the point in the free money, the house money season, where like no one thought they would be sitting in playoff position with ten days or eleven days to go in the regular season, but if they were to slip and the Angels were to catch them, how? big would the buzzkill be and how disappointed would people be in that moment like would would people look at it and say you know what yeah 
didn't end the way that everyone hoped for in September, blowing that three-game lead uh, to the Angels. Mm-hmm. But Zen like Judd, <laughs> nobody expected them to even have a three-game lead on the Angels. Uh, what what would our what would our realistic uh, the gap between uh, expectations and reality be? I guess is the question. Uh, are you so? Are you saying that now they've come so far down this track that it would be a disappointment? Whereas yeah, that's if, my question. If, if, if they traded is guys it? away, right in. On July 31st, and they just like laid down and took a nap and won 10 games in August, and this was not even a conversation. Uh, obviously, you wouldn't be excited. There wouldn't be many people talking about the Twins. This would be a Vikings segment right now. But I don't think that that's a good excuse to lay down and die. Like, I think if you're the Twins, you have to realize whether people thought you were going to be here now or not, you're here. Right. So to say, oh, house money, no big deal, whatever happens, happens, I think it's kind of a loser's mentality. Yeah, Judd. And, well, he's, a, loser. he's an outside observer. But that's he can do the, what he wants. But, but, and he's used to losing. But, like, <laughs> whoa, 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 Twins. Whoa. He's a, Richie Cunningham just throwing <laughs> darts around the studio. Hey, hey, here, I'm just spitting truth. He's, co- he's covered Minnesota sports for a long time, and he's got the second oh, best mid-morning sports talk show in that. the okay. Twin Cities. But they, but, but they don't see that this is the difference with the, with this team, though, is their mentality is so odd. My yeah. point is, if they lose today, it's hard to peg down. They ain't gonna go. Okay, we're done. They're gonna basically gonna say, okay, we play what Detroit or Cleveland next. Um, I I think the feeling in this town would be the majority feeling would be it's been fun. Hmm. I don't I don't sense a lot. No, of, I don't agree. You see, I don't it, when when Target Field when you have as much trouble as they've had in the second half with a with a pretty fun product filling that place up consistently. Sure. I you would get your typical oh man it, you know twins traded these guys and they can't beat the Yankees you would get that but the overwhelming feeling I think the day after they were eliminated from the playoff race would be when do the Vikings play next no I don't agree with you I think that there are people that are invested in this team and the people that are invested would be incredibly disappointed they wouldn't forget but about how it until spring that, training but how big is that yeah group? it's small i think it's a very small it's group. small That's if you're point. talking like general casual sports fan in minnesota then yeah maybe maybe they're not even watching these games and or they'll they'll check out the yankees box score at the end of today and say oh well you know it was a fun run but i think that the people who are following this team the people who would like listen to a twins podcast or read twins columns online. Yeah, or, that's a small group though, Derek. Yeah, I well, you're right preaching now. to the choir. Yeah, I've seen I've seen my numbers on Five Thoughts. I know how <laughs> how big that group actually is. But I think that those people who are invested, that who have followed this all the way through, even after the trade deadline, I think that you'd be rightly disappointed because if they fall down now, that's a pretty pretty bad choke job. Yeah, in my opinion. I, I think I think there's there's room to be right on both sides that. Really, this this it's still house money, and this was not the year that anyone thought the Twins would be you know, beginning their ascent into you know, playoff contendership. But because you're sitting here, and because you got your playoff odds up to like 75%, depending on which publication you trust, if they were to let that slip away, it would sting. It would sure. absolutely sting. I got two things. Going back to Chris Long's point about is this house money and will you be disappointed? You're the blackjack player that walked in with 20 bucks. Got it up to ten grand 
and then lost it because you wanted one more spin or whatever. You, of course you're disappointed. You had ten grand. You were going to go to the postseason. The other point I was going to bring up, Scott Korzenowski brought up an interesting point this weekend. Uh, just before the Vikings game, we were hanging out in here about to do our Vikings pregame show. And he and I were talking twins a little bit, and he mentioned that 2015 was a good year, and you were in it till the end, basically. 2016 was a down year. Maybe 2016 was the aberration. And I got to thinking about that. Like, what if our expectations that we set at the beginning of this year were set and instead a year earlier, yeah. at the end of 2015? Sure. I think you'd be bitterly disappointed if this team didn't make the postseason, yeah, and knowing to, that you've got a game-and-a-half lead with however many left. To that point about last year being an aberration, I think this year has proven that absolutely last year was not a really a true 103-loss team because it wasn't like they overhauled the whole roster. They didn't get 20 wins better in the offseason right. by adding two extra pitchers in the rotation and, and a big free agent thumper in uh, the outfield. They pretty much brought the same crew back. There was a couple improvements, Eddie Rosario, Byron Buxton, Jose Barrios. Uh, but for the most part, it was just the same crew and a natural progression, right. mostly guys emerging into their primes. We can officially say that last year, the true talent level was not 103 losses. It was probably more like 90 losses, and the season just slipped away, and things piled on. Started a bunch Injuries. of pitchers that didn't belong, all yeah. that kind of stuff. I do think that if you're going to be pessimistic about this year and you're going to be disappointed, I understand that. I, In fact, I, I empathize with that. But the nice thing for the Twins is, no matter what happens the rest of the way, mm-hmm. A, you're... You've challenged your front office now to be extra motivated to improve the club this winter, which they weren't challenged to do last year, I might add. And once you do have that sort of precedent of, oh, we got a good team, now we got to add to it, we're going to the postseason, that's an encouraging thing. And you've got the young players that are still cost-controlled. You can afford to go out and spend some money. You've got a core of a team in place here that should be competitive for the next four or five years at least. And I think if you're looking for a silver lining, like that's at least one thing to hang your hat on. If you're a Twins fan. That's all gravy. Just have fun with it, Wetmore. Look at you teaching me lessons in Zen. I kind of like it. Just enjoy this. Pop-up seasons are fun and they're very rare. kind of like it. In this town, they're really rare. It's a pop-up season that has the ability to carry on. Oh, sure it does. But but what I'm saying is when you get there for uh, day one of spring training 2018, guess what? The expectations are there now. And they should be. They weren't there this year. Rightfully so. And they would have been, I think, almost no matter what. You know, because at some point hit the gas pedal. But yes, that's right. But no matter what now, whether you make the playoffs in 10 days from now or not, everyone's going to be expecting 90 wins or compete with the Indians, whatever that may be. So, mm-hmm. um, all right, Derek, find Derek stuff on 15hardyspn.com and the Touch Em All podcast. I'm just going to subtweet you guys all day. Mm-hmm. Just uh, enjoy rest of the day. Just enjoy life, Derek. Getting out of the studio. Just enjoy just life. Just focus on the good. Lobbing pot shots at you guys. <laughs> See? Judd Jud actually has his eyes closed right now. Call it Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait, what rewards? A Dew Operator Skin. Man, I love Operator Skins. Dual double XP, and even Call of Duty points. You're kidding me. Double XP and Call of Duty points? This is incredible. I can't believe it. Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, roger that. Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. residents 17 plus. College duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and free 20 and 23.